Our scripture for this morning comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. And for this reason, I give thanks for you. And I remember you in my prayers. This is what Paul says in our scripture today as he thinks about the Ephesians. I can really identify with the Apostle Paul as he writes to them. As I have called and checked on many of our members, uh, their faith has been inspiring to me. Their steadfastness uh, in love and in hope in Jesus Christ has continued to support me. In spite of all that is going on, your faith is strong. And your trust in Jesus Christ is at an all-time high because you know who you believe in and you know where you stand. There are many things to be thankful for, even in times of trial and temptation and difficulty. Even in times like this, we have so many reasons to be thankful for. We are still a blessed people. Jesus is still the Savior of the world. And we are still saved and redeemed by his sacrifice on the cross. No pandemic, no illness, no trouble can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. There's nothing that can really remove us from the palm of God's hand. And that is great to know. When Paul wrote to the Ephesians, he wanted them to understand just how special they were to him and to God. He wanted them to understand that Every time he went to pray, he would think about them and he would remember them. And he would remember about the things that they shared together in ministry. And, and he would miss them. And, and at that moment, he would be filled with thanksgiving for all that God had done and was doing in them. I want to tell you that I miss you and I, I have the same feeling. I give thanks for you whenever I pray, whenever I remember you in my prayers. As we approach Thanksgiving... I think the scripture is a good one to remind us that we're supposed to give thanksgiving all the time without ceasing, that we should never stop having an attitude of thanksgiving to God, despite whatever circumstances or situations we might be facing. You know, uh, there's a song in Spanish that says it's 
very easy to sing and to praise God when things are going well, but we have to praise him even when things are not going well. Uh, it's so important to be able to express our thanksgiving to God, even when things might not be going our way, when things might be looking bad. I've often said that if God did not give me uh, one additional thing today, I am already a blessed person because he has given me the best thing that I could ever have, and that is Jesus Christ. If I know that God has blessed me so richly with salvation in Jesus Christ, with forgiveness and with grace, uh, everything else is gravy. Everything else is additional. It's bonus uh, because I already have everything that I need for every day. We often pause on Thanksgiving Day, don't we? And we, we give thanks. We, we stop and we say things that we are thankful for. We gather around the table. We celebrate the blessings of the year. Um, you know, we go around the table and say, hey, this is what I'm thankful for. And when we do that and we give thanks, uh, we often point out very specific things. This is what I'm thankful for this year. Or these are the things that I'm thankful for today. Um, and it's a great exercise, you know. It's a great exercise to be able to pause and to give thanks. But if we take the scripture that we have read today seriously, Paul is suggesting that our thanksgiving should never cease. When the turkey is done, when the gravy has been poured, when we've had all the pie we can handle, we should still continue to be thankful to God. Paul wanted us to have a thankful attitude and life. He wanted to argue that God is so good to us, so faithful, so loving in Jesus Christ, that every day should be a day of thanksgiving. What would happen if every day when we woke up and we looked at these beautiful days that God has given us, we stopped and said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for another day. Thank you for all that you've already done for me in Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving is something that comes from an attitude of thanksgiving. It comes from us recognizing that God is the provider and sustainer of our lives. It comes from us realizing that God is always looking out for us. Paul also reminds the Ephesians that he kept them in his prayers. You know, it's one thing to be thankful, and it's another thing to be praying for others so that they too can be thankful. We want to pray and include others that might be going through difficult times in our prayers, but we also want to say prayers of thanksgiving for them, thanking God for their lives, thanking God for what God is doing with them and in them and for them. Um, this wasn't just, thank you, God, for the Ephesians, and I'm done, and I prayed, and amen. It was praying that God would bless them in very specific ways. It was praying that God would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation as they came to know him so that with the eyes of their hearts enlightened, they would know the hope that God has called them to, the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and the immeasurable greatness of his power for all those who believe according to the working of his great power. Paul wanted them to have all of these things. This was his prayer. And I want you to ask yourself, when you pray for somebody else, do you pray like this? Do you get very specific with God and say, God, this is what this is what I think they need right now from you. I think they need to have their hearts enlightened. I think they need to have wisdom 
to be able to make good choices. Paul was asking God to give the Ephesians not just wisdom, but revelation. You know, it's great to have wisdom and to know what God's will is in our lives. But we also have to have revelation from God. When God shows us something that we had not seen before, when God reveals to us a truth that the enemy has been trying to hide through his lies, there are times in our lives where we need God to just reveal himself to us in special ways. Because there are things we just can't learn on our own. There are things that we can't just simply discover through study. There are things that only God can show us through the intervention of His Holy Spirit. You know, when we read Scripture, it is the Holy Spirit that reveals to us the mysteries of God. We need wisdom, but we also need revelation. We need God to open the eyes of our hearts so that we can really understand what he's trying to show us. Paul is also praying that the Ephesians will know the hope that they have in God through Jesus Christ. We are not a hopeless people. I want to repeat that. We are not a hopeless people. We are hopeful in Jesus Christ. You and I live as those who have hope of eternal life. We have hope of being redeemed and being made whole in Him. We have hope of receiving glorified bodies when this life ends and the new life begins. We have hope of being in eternity with God who made us and loves us and knows us better than we even know ourselves. We have so much hope in Jesus that there is no problem, no situation in this life that should bring us down to the point that we become hopeless. Hope comes from our relationship with Jesus. And so today I am I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you have a relationship with Jesus that brings you hope. I'm praying that when you think about things that bring despair into your heart, that the hope of Jesus Christ helps to fight those things and kick them out of your heart and out of your mind. Paul wanted the Ephesians to understand that they have hope in Jesus and that hope can sustain them. Paul also prayed that the Ephesians would know the glorious inheritance that was coming their way. You know, this this is really important because when you know you have an inheritance coming your way, then you have something that you are looking forward to. You have something that you know is already going to be yours. You and I are sitting on an inheritance from God. And God is so good that he's already started giving us part of that inheritance through the Holy Spirit. He has already given us the Holy Spirit as proof that the inheritance is coming. We already have power from God. Did you know that? We have power from God to be able to fight the enemy, to be able to declare healing and wholeness upon our lives, to be able to declare blessing upon our children, to be able to declare victory over each day that we face. We have that because God has given us an inheritance, a mighty inheritance in Jesus Christ. We are heirs of salvation and our names are written in the book of life. You know, your name, is on the will. God put your name on the will. And when Jesus died on the cross, you became heirs of salvation. You became heirs of all the glory that God wants to give us in Jesus. And you became recipients of his mercy and his grace. Paul also wanted the Ephesians to know 
that the power of God was already working in them as he prayed and as they were reading this letter. As you're receiving this message today, I want you to hear that same message. My prayer is that you will know the greatness of the power of God that is already at work in you for you and through you it's i'm not praying that god will start giving you power i am praying that you will recognize the power that god has already given you in jesus christ that you will recognize and see his hand as it is moving on your behalf and acting to bring you blessing and acting to keep you safe jesus sits at the right hand of god advocating for you right now and he has all the power. He has all authority. And he is the one interceding on your behalf. So he continues to be for you. And he has been for you all this time. I want you to know the power of God and the greatness of his power in Jesus Christ on your behalf. Paul's final part of the prayer was a declaration it was a declaration of the supremacy of Christ as king and ruler over all things. It was a reminder that Jesus has all authority, that it is his name greater than all other names that we can call on, that this is the name under which we are saved, that this is the name under which we pray, that we don't pray just to whatever cosmic God is out there. We pray to Jesus Christ the Savior of the world, the Son of God who was made flesh, dwelt among us and died on a cross for our sins. We are praying under the authority of that name that says that all things we ask will be done if we ask them in Jesus' name and if they are in the will of God. And that includes everything about our church. It includes everything about our individual personal lives. It includes everything about our businesses and our work. It includes everything about our children. There is nothing that is outside of the authority and the dominion of Christ. And so he says that his fullness fills all things. His authority is over everything in this life and beyond. So it is Jesus the King who we serve. It is him who has all power and dominion, rule and authority. And this has to be encouraging to us because our faith in Jesus Christ then reminds us that he who is above all things is for us. The one who is next to God the Father on the throne is for us. Paul wanted the Ephesians to know that God, the almighty powerful God, was for them and not against them. And I want you to know that today. God is for you. He is for me. He is for all those who believe and those who trust him as Lord and Savior of their lives. As you go through Thanksgiving next week and you commit yourself to being thankful uh, for what God has given you, I want you to commit yourself to being thankful every day, not just Thanksgiving Day. I want you to be encouraged that God is for you and that you're not going through this alone that none of us is alone during this pandemic because God is with us. I want you to keep others in your thoughts and prayers like Paul did the Ephesians. I want you to lift up prayers of thanksgiving for people in your life that you have an influence on, 
that you have an influence on for faith, that you share the gospel with. I want you to keep your church in prayer. I want you to keep your family in prayer. I want you to keep your community in prayer. I want you to be praying for our country and our nation as we come to the end of 2020 and as we near the time of Christmas, uh, which celebrates Jesus Christ as King and Savior of the world. I want you to do all of this because we are told to pray without ceasing, without stopping, without pausing. Every day we should be praying to God and keeping God in the forefront of our hearts and our minds so that he can continue to reveal to us his will and his perfect grace that we have known in Jesus Christ. I want you to declare with me, Jesus is still king. I want you to declare Jesus is still for me. I want you to declare with me, God is still on the throne. As we go into this Thanksgiving week, I pray that God is still working a mighty work in your life, that you are still trusting him with everything about you, and that you are continuing to raise prayers of thanksgiving every day, recognizing that God is good, not just now, but all the time, even when things look so bad sometimes in our world. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you because you are a good and merciful God. I thank you for being for us and with us and never leaving us and reminding us through this scripture that we need to be lifting up our prayers of thanksgivings for others as well every day. Help us to always live in an attitude of thanksgiving and appreciation for all that you have done in our lives. We pray this prayer in the name of Jesus the Christ, the King who still sits next to you in the throne. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. God bless you and have a safe Thanksgiving.